I'ma make a hit, then take a hit. I keep it crispy like bacon bits when I break a what? You little widgets don't get me when I display my gift. Then you can take a seat, take a kneel, take a trip. You silly glitches ain't making nil when I make the script. You probably have to take baby pills. You ain't taking this. You getting hit like a baby seal in the wilderness. I'm so okay. still with this crazy skill. Right. I used to perform in a clean theater. So I'm prop theater, and we would get all our curse words out before we went out because we were, we were going to do it in front of kids. Comedy sports. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That's we awesome. Get it out in the system in the green room. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, are you guys ready to start? Yes. Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. ASA Detroit. I'm your host, Mark. Let's introduce ourselves from left to right. You go first. Uh, hello. I'm Moni Valentini. Uh, what do you do? What do you do? I'm a, a photographer by day. Okay. And uh, you know, newish comic, I would say. Okay. I'm a mom of two wonderful children. Yeah, <laughs> you're missing one. Um, you're a producer. Oh, I'm a producer of a brand new show in Gross Point Park at the Atwater uh, Brewery. And you're a. I'm a former improviser. Well, current improviser, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, you never, you never, <laughs> you never retire fully. <laughs> Guess not. Okay, your turn. I'm Tam White. I'm a local comic, improviser, and producer. Hell yeah. Of Hip-Prof, um, Improv Game Show. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. Yeah. And this is your second time on. Yes. So thank you so much. Yes. That's very cool of you. You, sir. My name's Jacob Russell, comic, improviser. I guess I'm a producer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, writer. Yeah. Uh, of a, oh, an actor. Yes. One-man show. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sneaker enthusiast. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> okay, I bought a pair of sneakers. We got to talk sneakers. I bought a pair of sneakers, and I need help on trying to figure out what to do with these things. Ooh, next. yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Like an investment, but I mean, I suck at it, so I don't know. I can't like these ones. I don't think I can pull off wearing. So I kind of screwed up. I should have bought ones that I could like. I felt like rock my style a little bit. You know. Mm. Well, like, like you bought them for comfort or something. No, like that? I just bought them because they because like I just like was experimenting with the. The sneaker app, and I just did the first drop that I could try, mm-hmm. and I got them. And they're like high top basketball shoes, which like I don't really wear high top basketball shoes. Like I should have got some like I should have went for some like low top stuff. Yeah, you know that. You, you know don't seem like a high top guy to me. I don't seem like a high. Thank you, yeah. thank you, you thank you. Maybe I could be. All right, uh, Tam. Last time you were on with Ann Duke, okay, and Kira Karachi, and Kira Karachi, but it was like kind of Ann Duke did the mm-hmm. organizing mm-hmm. and now tam white this is tam white and you did the organizing mm-hmm. and so what made you bring this crew because what we have in common is that we're both comics but we started out as improvisers okay and you don't hear that from a lot of folks so we are kind of a unique breed well technically i also started in the improv community oh, but you, there's still one of few it's not many of us yeah. like most mm-hmm. comics i know in the metro detroit area they didn't start improv or yeah. a lot of them never even tried improv before or know know what it is so we're we're unique i think were you guys all in the same like troop? No. Mm-mm-mm. At t- at times, we t- we tried to we tried well, to make we ground at pointless together. So we were. In oh the yeah, we right. were. Yeah, yeah and we then were. You and I were. We, we took. Oh, that's right. We we, we entered a contest as a troop. I forgot. Oh. And we were called um the don't tell me, the jar the mason jars the mason jars yeah the mason jars <laughs> um cool. yeah and, and so I met Moni. I first met her taking a class. At Go Comedy. Okay. And I met Jake um, in the lobby at Go Comedy because 
Um, I owed him change from when he loaned me some money downtown when I needed to put money in a meter because there was an event at the YMC downtown for improv. So I think I had to give him like 45 cents. And then he said to me, you, you don't have to give like that a... back to me. And then, yeah. <laughs> Defend yourself? Huh? Defend yourself? Yeah, you're making me sound like a real like cheap <laughs> like, you, like you were holding me to it? Yeah. No, I just pay people back. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So she you, did not owe me that, but yeah, that was very nice of you though. Yeah. <laughs> so that so you guys met all met through improv. Mm -hmm. You met your husband through improv. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. both went to her husband, her, her husband, her wedding in New York. Yeah. Now why was it in New York? Well, that's where he's from, and I don't really have any family uh, here. I shouldn't say that. I have like yeah. three family members here. My family is like in Europe. I don't okay. really know them. So all of he's got a big family out there, and it was like really cool. It was like. Outside the Catskill Mountains and yes. stuff. Whoa. In a barn. In a barn. Oh, nice. Beautiful. It was a beautiful wedding. <laughs> nice. It was fun. It was yep. fun. We, it was like, you know, we had uh, Sean Hanlon, who's like an improv, like... Planet Ant, right? Planet Ant yeah, dude. She, yeah. Like, you know, he's like the guy, whatever. So he officiated and... Oh. It was cool. It was cool. That is cool. <laughs> um, so you, you're, you're on like a improv hiatus. Yeah. Okay, and you're like focusing on comedy. And then you guys, do you guys consider yourselves, this is like an interesting question for mm -hmm. me. Do you consider yourself like improvers doing comedy? Improvisers, Com imp not improvers. Okay. Just so you know. No, no, it's totally okay. cool. Improvisers. Mm -hmm. Like you feel like that is your core and, and like you sometimes do comedy? Because I was talking to uh, uh, some people and they like have like a, like a start or is it like you do everything or is it like, yeah, how does that work? Okay. It changed for me along the way. So first I started out... Um, when it, when, it, when it came to me doing both things, yeah. it was more improv than stand-up because I was getting to know folks and starting to get booked more and more. Yeah. Once I got into it 100%, um, it seems like I was doing improv and stand-up 50 and 50. Then I started doing stand-up a lot more once I started be becoming a feature and sometimes headlining gigs and start growing, um, obviously because the pay is more and better yeah. than improv. Um but I still kept my foot in the improv pool because I enjoy doing it more, more than anything else. I love, I love doing short form improv. I could have the best set in the world doing stand up. I can make a thousand people laugh and fall out of their chairs, but I won't get the same satisfaction as doing as performing improv. But now both of those two things are taking a backseat because I'm producing now more than anything because my hip hop show is growing and they're in different venues and, and they'll be coming up in other venues soon too. So I'm doing that more than anything, but I still do at least one improv show a month at go so that I can still feel and consider myself um, as an improv improviser and I'll do stand up too, wow. just so I don't get rusty there. Okay. And you, and like, I feel like you're up Jacob, like you're, up in your stand-up. Yeah. Yep. Like, you're, like, getting more and more and more and more into the stand-up. Is that true? Yeah. Like, ever since the... Ever since, like, everything's reopened after the pandemic, I just... It's just been stand-up. Because, like, that was the only thing to do. Like, the improv theaters weren't really open like that. Yeah. So, I just went head full on full on into that. And then, um, that's pretty... That's still what I've been doing. I'm, I'm like... I'll say I'm, like, 70%. <laughs> Uh, stand up and thirty percent improv right now. Now, do you feel like like now? How do you guys feel about Tam? Like, is is like the best stand up set versus the best improv set? We'll go right, and then we'll go to you. Is which one is better to you? Because you're because Tam, you were saying like nothing compares to the best improv set. For me, I enjoy For doing you. it more. Yeah. Now, what about you? I got a uh, man. That's hard. 
I gotta say improv, like an amazing improv. Set, I yeah. say improv because I, it came from nothing. Oh, that's a great. That's a great point. It came, like we get a suggestion from the audience and we created. Yeah. This amazing ex- experience for everyone to watch. Yeah. Out, out of from from nowhere from scratch. Yeah. Like there was no pre-written jokes, none of that. No nothing rehearsed. This is all we just did this. That's amazing. We just created it. So I yeah, I gotta say the improv. What about you, Moni? Yeah. Um I totally see what uh Tam and Jake are saying. Actually, like one of my favorite scenes that I ever did was with Jake. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, that yeah, point it, was, just, it was that pointless. It was actually a rehearsal. It wasn't even a show. But um I'm in a different place now. Okay. And uh improv doesn't fulfill me in that way any longer. And I really enjoy taking some of like my real life and being able to like find the funny, you know, I, I've been like, I've had a lot of struggles in my life and stuff. And like, I like buried them for a really long time. And then I went to therapy and now I'm like, I'm like, handling business and to be able to bring that to the stage and like find the funny in it and like have people come up to me after a show and be like, you're the first person I heard like talk about this thing or this thing. Um, Yeah. Right now I would say uh, stand up is fulfilling me a lot more than um, improv did. But I was also, like I said, harboring some stuff. You know, I was in improv for a really long time, but uh, I think it was stifling, you know, my capacity. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Now, I was like, so like you have a great stand-up set for myself, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like this great feeling, and then you kind of come off. And like comedians are pretty supportive, but everyone's like in their own little kind of world. Almost like if you're, you know, it's like a great job, but then like people are quickly to think about what they're doing right because they got to go on next or something like mm-hmm. that or they're busy but like in the improv to me is that like you did something together and then like you shared that moment together and you is that part of why you like it better not at no, all not at all that's the least part. i missed it i missed it all right <laughs> i missed it i totally missed it okay that's not a part of it no not for me and okay. i don't mean to sound selfish no but no it's, no it's just the fact that the the pride um i have I just did, like he said, it came from nothing. So off the top of my head, I walk into this building. I know I'm going to be on stage for 90 seconds, and I'm going to be asked to do things based on what the audience suggests. And taking a chance that it may be something that I don't even know what they're saying. And I have to own it, and I have to do my best, and I have to make everyone laugh. I'll give you an example. When I um, did one of our class shows at Second City back in the day in Novi, I got the suggestion of tabbouleh. And back then, now I eat tabbouleh, but back then I didn't know what it was. I really thought it was like an instrument that looks like a guitar. (laughs) So in that scene, I played the damn instrument. You know, I was pantomiming. You played the tabbouleh. I played tabbouleh and I owned it and the audience was cracking up. Now to this day, they probably were laughing because I was playing a tabbouleh and not that I was doing a great job, but I owned it. And I didn't find out till after the show that, oh, it was something that you eat. Yeah. But so that I was just giving you an example how how it can be scary because you don't know what someone's going to give you. You know how many times uh, we have gotten at Go Comedy Theater things like um, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. I've never seen any of those movies or read any of the books. Yeah. So I just have to like go with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it is scary and challenging. So I'm proud when I did a good set, even though it, it takes, it, sometimes it takes the group of us to work together. I'm, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with them though. I've, uh. because, yeah. 
because when when people come up to you after the show and they're like, oh my God, we love you, or you were so good, or you were my favorite, things like that, that's that's what makes you feel like yeah, like you love your your castmates, but it, it's. I, do you, does it sound selfish to you, Moni? Do you understand? It doesn't sound selfish to, to me. It doesn't no. sound selfish to me. Improv no. is like a really personal thing. Yeah, it's like you're up on stage with everybody, but like I don't know, like yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Totally. Yeah, even even though you're up there with those people, everything you do, all your screw ups and, and all your triumphs, there it's just you, and, and the crowd will see that they're not stupid. They know that out of those five people, Jake did that and Moni did that. They don't get confused. Yeah. So you can still shine alone, um, you know, when you're up there with the group. Okay. I will say this though, because you're asking us about the difference. Uh, is the the one thing I love about improv is that this might sound selfish too, is that if Moni fails or if Jake fails or if I fail, because we're in a group, it could ruin a whole scene, right? Everyone else can be Kobe Bryant, but you could be someone who never hooped before, right? Yeah. And then you can make the team lose. Um, in those moments when Jake does really bad or Moni or me, it's like we all fail together, and then, and so it it's like a um it's a support system. An unspoken support system where it's like, we know we didn't have a good scene, but it's okay. We're going to all, you know, we're going to all raise our head high yeah. still. So, at, so now that didn't make me sound selfish, did it? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. Yeah. No. All right. So like, so like last, so last night you just did Detroit to LA. Yep. You had a great set. Yep. Um, by the way, I would like to give you a compliment. So I do, I've like watched, right? I've like watched you kind of like the last couple of years, casually, just like we all do. And uh, recently... And it sounds like this, Mona. You can speak more to this, but uh, like when you're up there, you look like insanely comfortable. Like you feel like looks really like comfortable in your own skin. And like you know how some people like are saying jokes, and some people look like they're joking. Like you look like you're joking, and you look like you're legitimately having fun. So that's like a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to tell you that. But like, yeah, talk about this guy set that he had last night. It was like, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> I do this thing uh, recently. So, okay, I'm going to compare you to somebody that you're probably going to think this is weird, Jake. But um, nice. I uh, I got invited to the Jingle Ball. Do you guys know about Jingle Ball? <laughs> no, tell us. Tell us. <laughs> so, tell us. Tell us. Radio station thing. It's a radio station thing. They brought on like Backstreet Boys. Oh, the I guy who does yes, the yes. Billie Eilish mm-hmm. song. Um, Macklemore was there. Um, it's just a bunch of like you know poppy type popular bands okay. and stuff, and uh, I'm really inspired by music. Even though I don't really play much music, uh, it helps me to motivate me. Whatever. Anyway, Macklemore brought the house down. I'm not a fan. I'm a fan now. I'm like he his he just was undeniable, and the energy that he brought and everything, and that he just hyped the crowd. And that's what I was telling my husband last night when I came home. And I was just like, that was Jake was Macklemore last night. Sorry, Jake was Macklemore. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've known Jake for a really long time. And, you know, he can talk about his own struggles with stuff. But like, I I don't know, he's like next level now. Whatever, you know, you were struggling with in the past, like, I mean, it. It doesn't look like it's there any longer. <laughs> so, okay, so the, the reason I was asking this is because, like, you, you, it was full, full house, mm-hmm. big moment, yep. pressure moment, crush it, 
Mm-hmm. You're telling me that moment is not better than a great improv set? Oh. Um. No, nah, cause like, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it, it felt great, but like, yeah. imagine all that, but it's an improv set. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. And you like you crushing it, like, and then like an improv set. I don't know, depending on what it is, like, like they're like 20 minutes, so you crush it for like do a set, you crush for like 20 minutes, and like most um, stand up sets, they're five to seven minutes I gotcha. or whatever, I maybe gotcha. ten or whatever, gotcha. something like that. Um, gotcha. But it's just. To me, like it's just it's more satisfying knowing that like I could come up with anything and and make it entertaining. Yeah, like that, that like, like doing something like that, like the improv. That well, that's nah, gotta feel I'm, powerful. That's gotta yeah. feel like powerful. There you go. It feels powerful. It feel like it feel like I could do anything. I could take anything and create anything out of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, just real quick because I want to ask Tam because Tam, it sounds like you've like an up your level in like the in like the past like six months with like the headlining and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you, what what do you think has been a huge cause? Have you like felt that you're like getting like you're like hit like a huge growth curve in the last maybe like six seven eight months? Yeah, I feel like I've gotten um, a lot better. Yeah, like what has led to that? Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um. Just keep it like this is gonna be a weird. This is gonna be a no, weird answer. Yeah, but, like no, keep, just way. keep like just, just hit, I'm hitting mics all the time, yeah. consistently, like all the time. And then I'm like I'm writing more, and then I'm trusting myself more. Yeah, like and not yeah, trusting myself more and not caring pretty much. That's not a whack answer. Yeah. That's not at all. Well, the hitting mics part I thought was a whack answer. <laughs> That's the only thing I thought of. But then I started yeah, like oh, this other stuff sounds. But like no, because some people think there's like a secret formula, and you're yeah. just like hit mics done. Like that could be it right there. Right. Yeah, hit mics and just like trust yourself, like, and say and say the stuff like, like you like, like you believe in your material. That's why I was like, I've done that. Like the set I did like that, I've done that so many times. Yeah, it's like it's like I live, I live, I know it. So it just like I was, t- I was just talking and like, like yeah, this dude's lost fat through the phone and sh- pissed yeah. me off. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it really made. And that really happened, so that's why. So that's why I was just easy to talk about and like and make people relate to it or whatever, whatever. That's if awesome. That makes man. sense. That does make sense. That makes a lot of sense. Tam, you've like you said you like you're now like you were featuring and now you're headlining. Like what has like what has that whole been like? Like what chal- Excuse me. Like what challenges? Because that's a big time adjustment. Yeah. Right, holding the audience. Mm-hmm. So like, what challenges have you like faced making that adjustment? And yeah. what led to that adjustment? <laughs> Um, what I think led to that adjustment is because um, it just seems like after coming out of the pandemic, it's weird because I hate I hate to sound like what most people say. It's just after the pandemic, your pandemic. I don't want to be no, that you're person. Good. You're but good. You're good. I just it was just something. It was something. I think for me, it was just being on lockdown, not being able to form. Also, coming out of the pandemic, I was going through a divorce. So I just felt like. In a time where I should be getting weaker, I was just getting stronger. It was, I can't explain it. I was more confident. I was hitting the mic harder um, with my jokes, uh, feeling, feeling what I'm saying more, um, not being afraid of the audience, not being afraid of taking chances. It, it's very strange. I can't explain it. It's, and, but I, I could see the difference, but I couldn't tell what it was exactly. But I'm like, something's different in the way I perform after pandemic, getting yeah. back out here. Then next thing you know, 
people like the Gillerans and other folks, they reach out to me and they'll be like, Tim, will you headline this? Will you headline? And I'm like, people are inboxing me to headline? What? Me? You know, because yeah. I was always feature, 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 feature. Um, I can't explain it, but I, is it, I think is I think um, I think it's a combination of just going through a tough time in life and and also the typical um, you know well you never know when your last day is going to be here or you only live once you know because of what the pandemic put mm-hmm. us through so I think it was a combination of all of that and now I'm just like going full force with everything and then more opportunities just started coming just out of nowhere like like I mentioned with the hip hop stuff so it, it's just been a strange we- year for me. But with a lot of blessings, and and I appreciate all the people who who look at me and, and feel like I can close out a show. Yeah, you know that's gotta feel good. Yeah, we're gonna get to the hip hop thing. We're gonna get to the hip hop because mm-hmm. I want to ask you a lot of questions about that. Mm-hmm. I've seen posters of that. Shame on me for not going to a show yet. And I've asked you to be in I know. one. Yeah. No, you, you, I did. The last time I was here, I, I opened up to you. You was like, I don't think I could do anything like that. And then I said, Well, at least come watch one. And all right, see. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. watch one and then I'm in. I'm totally percent in. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, Moni. So I I I I I like. I know you as a producer, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if I've, I mean, I've, I've maybe seen you at open mic, but like, I don't really know you very well. So like, what is your whole comedy thing? Like, how'd you get started? How long you been doing it? Like, yeah. what what's going on? Uh, well. Uh, how long you been doing it? Okay. I've been doing stand-up or okay. comedy. Uh, st- well, they're both. Well, st- well, improv, it sounds like you've been doing it for a really long time. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I started doing improv probably like eight years ago. Okay. And then, um met my husband who was a boyfriend at the time obviously and (laughs) (laughs) normal (laughs) a normal lead a normal lead in okay um, standard he was uh he was really coming into the stand-up scene at the time and so i was going to a lot of shows okay and like enjoying them or like oh i gotta go to the show my boyfriend's in the show i I loved it oh you loved loved it all right cool um you know i started writing and i started Hitting the mics and uh, how long ago was that? Eight years ago. Okay, okay. Uh, around the same, you know, shortly after. So like, I think I did improv for like maybe half a year before I met him. So okay, maybe seven years ago. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, I was really enjoying that. I was given a show to host at a club that doesn't exist any longer. Laugh okay. tracks in nice. Novi. Nice. Um, Everyone knows that. Right? <laughs> And that felt really cool. I still really enjoy hosting. I think, you know, you haven't asked me that question, but I think that's where I want to, like, stay. Yeah, just, hell yeah. I enjoy it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But then that's I, a great niche, yeah, too. It's I a great mean, niche. If I could, like, do the whole thing, I'd like to, like, seat people. I mean, I just love the whole, mm-hmm. thing, the whole deal. But anyway, I had, like, a, I got in an open mic. Uh, the open mic at Ridley's. Well, so I put my I put my name in at both Ann Arbor and Ridley's, and this was huge for me because I've only been doing like you know little Novi shows yeah. or like open mics, and I got on both at the same time. Well, Jason, my boyfriend at the time, got on the Ridley's one, so I'm like, I'm gonna do this Ridley's show with him, and I was like promoting myself, like I made like these really dumb like advertisements oh, where wow. like I'd stick his head onto Sigmund, and I was Freud, and like yeah. <laughs> stupid. Like I got a bunch of people yeah. to come and then we get there and they're like marks in the audience. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I mean, holy crap. Yeah. This is like amazing. <laughs> um, and I got out there and I literally like, you could have asked me my name. I totally <laughs> oh, no! thanked. No. Like, and I, I just got out of there and I did not recover. Oh, and like, no. I just saw myself off the stage and I thought like, 
Jason and I were going to have to break up. I could not <laughs> even like look at him. I, yeah. I did not do stand up again until last like January. Oh my God. <laughs> so eight, so seven, eight, seven years ago, six yeah. years ago, you had a horrific experience. Yeah. And then you've been doing improv ever since. Yeah, I did improv. Yeah. So you, but so, okay. So what? It was always like something in the back of your head, like I got to get back to it, got to get back to it, or just like finally, like I'm had enough, I'm getting back to it. It was all just like really like organic. Like I kept doing improv for years and years, and like I never like was really like satisfied the way that like Tam and Jake yeah. seem mm-hmm. to have like felt. Um, I always like really actually felt like. Except for mm-hmm. this one magical year, we were like a new house, a new theater opened up in Ann Arbor and Jake and I got on the house team. And that first year was just, like, I mean, it was just like a fluke thing. Whoever they cast, I mean, we all just like worked so well yeah. together and it was, it was awesome. But out of like the eight years that I did improv, it was just this one year of like really fun. And then just back to like, why why do I keep doing this? But I've always been so drawn to comedy. And like, I'm like, I know I have a space here. Um, you know, I do a lot of like scripted, like I'm in a sketch show at go right now, but I'm not doing improv. It's all scripted, whatever. And then, um, and then, yeah, you know, I got married and life happened. I had kids and I kind of stepped back from everything. And then now that I'm back in, it just feels like all the stars have aligned and now I'm able to take like all the skills that I've like acquired doing Mm -hmm. improv and, um, you know, all the life that I've lived in my 40 years. And, you know, now that I'm like in therapy and stuff, I'm able to like, just like really like hone all this in and, um, yeah, use it in a way that's both therapeutic for me. And it, I mean, seems like it's, funny to other people um how long have you been back in for i think i took bill's class last january wow whatever so so. like a year yeah and you're already like producing your own show it's a very successful show yeah i got a weekend coming up in april nice job that's awesome that's Um, awesome at the castle Uh, fast track money yeah, I mean, I, I feel like people think that, but I've I'm also, kidding. I've done I'm my time, yes. I really have, yes. um, and I'm just finally figuring out a way to, like, make my style work and translate yeah. for everyone else, because I'm a little weird, I'm not going to lie, like, I feel like my premises are, like, a little different, um, but, yeah. yeah, I'm figuring it out. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. It's really interesting to hear everyone's different, like, path in. Right, even if they're similar, they're always different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's. I want to really so like explain this whole hip prop thing. And you're, I always see you on the poster as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, explain this. You guys both explain this. Okay, so um, I I had an idea for first. I want to say congratulations to Moni because a lot of people it takes them years to get a release like that. Thank okay, you. Thank awesome. You. And I'm going to come see you. Four years for me. Four years. I I it's in the future for a year or two. I I do I do feel really. Uh, L- yeah. Lucky to have no. Don't be. It's not that. lucky. No, it's I not do. lucky. You did the work. It's not lucky. He's not just going to put anyone up there. Trust me. It's not luck. Yeah, it's no. not lucky. You but deserved it. Fist I bump mean, that. it does. All right. They're very supportive people. <clears throat> okay. All right. Hip prop. All right. So I had an idea a couple years before the pandemic. Oh, I love hip hop so much, and I love improv so much. Let me put them both together. Do like a game show type thing. So. Um, I was afraid, like most people, I was afraid that I would fail. And I just put it, I just put it on the back burner. Didn't think about it. During the pandemic, I shared those thoughts with Jake. And I told him, I said, Jake, I'm thinking about doing this. And then, um, because what made me have this talk with Jake was 
like he said, all of the theaters were closed down. So not only could I not do stand-up, I couldn't do improv, and my, my creative muscle was just wanting to do something, right? So I was like, maybe I can just do something virtual. So I said, Jake, I need you to come along and do this with me. I need you to um, be a judge. I'm going to create something called Hip-Prov, Improv with a Dash of Hip-Hop. And it's going to be a lot of short-form games and um, with some trivia and, and, and um, rap battles, things like that. Moni has been in it three times. She's awesome. Um, so uh, Jake has... Jake knows more about hip-hop than anyone I've ever met. Um, so I figure he could help me come up with the trivia questions, mm -hmm. and he can judge. He'll be able to judge with no problem because he's also an improv teacher. So he knows good improv when he sees it. Not only has he performed improv, but, you know, he knows it all. So um, I, I did the research, and I got the help of a few friends, um, like like Daniel Jackson of the Planet Ant Theater, and who, who helped me learn how to sh live stream how to use things like Zoom, StreamYard, things like that, and just do a live show to the public. So I had to learn all of that. I came up with the games, the spin on the games. Um, some of the games are like familiar that you may have seen in other improv theaters all around the world. A lot of a lot of them are the same games that we all do, but we might call them something different. Yeah. But I, I will put a spin on something, like name something after a hip-hop song or hip-hop artist. I will come up with hip-hop trivia. Um, Everything besides the trivia is improvised. All of the players who play this game, they go just like in the theater, they have to do improv, but it's just going to be on the screen. So what it was was every other week there would be me at the top. It would look like um, Brady Bunch with all the squares. Yeah, like Hollywood Squares. Yeah, like it would be me, Jake, and four players. And what I did was because being an improviser and a stand-up person, I see the separation between the both both of the communities. And so I said, like, I'm just going to bring them all together. So what I did was I would cast improvisers and stand-up artists, stand-up comics um, in every game. And it would be like 60 minutes to 90 minutes, and we would stream live. And there would be the live feed coming up where everyone watching could put comments in. They can um, say cheer on whoever they want to win. Yeah. But they can also give suggestions when I ask for it. So I need a suggestion of a location. White Castle. Okay, Moni, yeah. Jake, you're about to do it. And then Jake, Jake, Judge, how did they do? Um then I got sponsors. People wanted to start sponsoring, including Maker's Mark. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I got Maker's Mark now. Yeah, and I've been they I've been with them since the Damn. they've been with me since the second virtual season, and ever since I've been doing the live shows. So um, I I've been able to give give the winners cash out people money by winning a prize if they play along with us online, yeah. or send them really cool prizes from Maker's Mark like a plush blanket or whatever. Um, all the players will get money. They more the, the the higher you rank, the more money you will get. Um, and that was all based on how Jake ranks you. Um, people people love people loved it. People told me we love it. We, it's like there were people who told me it was a date night for oh, them for and their sure. spouse because there was for nowhere sure. to go, nothing to do. Yes. So then, um, when things started opening up in the world, uh, Andy Reid of Planet Ant approached me and said, "Tim." Um, you want to have it here? You know, it would do great here. You already have a following online. You would. So ever since um, December 20, 2021, it's been at Planet Ant and Hamtramck every second Wednesday. And then one night stands, Mike Green reached out to me. He's like, Tim, yep. da, da, da. So it started It's every first, fourth Friday ever since July 2022. Um, and uh, it, it, I did my first all-star Hip-hop show at Mark Ridley last month yep. sold over 200 tickets. Yeah. Now, what's um, sellout? What's sellout? <laughs> is it like 350 or something like that? Three, 
fifty something like that. So your first show there, you were like two thirds full, which is impressive. Yeah, but that's it crazy. Actually, yeah, and it's weird because it almost it looked more than two thirds full because it was only like the back row of tables that were empty. But all right, so more than two thirds full. So you almost sold the place out. Yeah, yeah. You're close. You're yeah, close. You can say that. Well, I don't know. You're but, being humble, but it sounds like yeah. you almost sold the place out. Okay. All right. But Mark really did post that I packed the house out. That's, yeah. So that's what they consider. So with me getting those many people in, he's letting me have a second show. So the second All-Star show is going to be there March 21st. And on my um, All-Star shows, it I'm getting I'm bringing on the people who were crowd favorites or always won or have the best freestyle or or just amazing on stage. Yeah. Um, also oh, oh. going to be at the Traverse City um, Comedy Festival next month. And so Traverse City approached me. Um, Comedy Festival approached me. People are approaching you I at this point. Just like I know you don't like the word lucky, but I feel like what Mona said, lucky. I'm just lucky. Like You're I don't lucky. really all my sponsors, I never had to hunt down one sponsor. I have um we we're like putting out a good product. Sponsors and another one on the way. Two more on the way. You're one on another liquor brand. But like you're put, you're not lucky. You're putting on a great product that people want to see, which you put a lot of thought into, and you have a lot of love into, and it's going well. Yeah, I don't take it for granted. I appreciate it. Yeah. Anybody, because I, I still can't believe that I had a webcam in my dining room and was doing this. And now people get in their cars and they drive and pay to come sit in a seat and watch. That's crazy to me because I never thought I would be that person. I never thought, I, I never, I never, I never thought I would be a producer. Yeah. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Now, Jacob, <laughs> so you've been a part of this from the jump? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, why, why do you, okay, why do you think it's, like, been so successful from your point of view? <clears throat> like just as like a, 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 a it's a great idea, a fun idea, and everything. And every, um, and it's she's um bring like bringing two different worlds together, like stand, people in stand up and people in improv, yeah. which is so divided. Because like, and you hear and you hear like people in improv, people in improv can mean by say like, oh, I don't really like the stand up. Why? Scene. Because they'll be like, oh, they're all just. They're all just just all cynical and yes. dep- depressed and just mean and da 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 da. But then stand up, you hear it's like improv people are weird and they're, <laughs> they're, they're nerds and they're all they're all yep. Uh, yep. Okay. like with um everything's so positive and they're all you know yeah. what I'm saying they yeah, just yeah. so they all talk <laughs> so there's <laughs> like a little divide there because they 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 just we don't they don't. Them scenes don't mess with each other. I don't gotcha. know what it is, yeah. but she bringing it together because you have uh, improvisers and comics on the um, on the same show, and then like, and every time they've been on there, like they all like comics and uh, the improvisers start following each other, and they be like, and sometimes they'll see each other. Like, oh, I remember you with this show. Yeah. Da, da, da. Like they're cool. So like, and a lot of comics that every comic that's been on the show, they be like, I love this. I want to keep doing this again. Every I want to take classes. I want to try to mm-hmm. do it. So they they love it. Yeah, that's so great. many comics when they come on the mm-hmm. and some of these comics are the same comics that thought that we were weird and dorky, right? They come on and do it. Oh, I love this. Oh my god, where can I take classes? Where can, yep. Yeah, and it's like just give it a chance, you know, just yeah. give it a chance. And, and I say that to um, improvisers who put down stand up, like let me see you get up there and on an open mic and just write some jokes and make people laugh. That's the hardest thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, can I interject? Hell yeah, being like out, <laughs> being outside of oop, their little snow globe. Um, probably big snow globe um the reason that their show is like so successful or at least the kickstart to it was when they dropped hip um as she mentioned it was like in the the heat of the heart of lockdown there was nothing going on there was a bunch of online improv shows oh, yeah. going up <laughs> and they you know 
No offense. Were they good? They had to be bad. They were bad. They were really bad. bad. It was really bad. Um, I think both my husband and I tried it once, and we were like, we are never doing that again. Like, that was painful yeah. and there's nobody watching like you're just like looking at the number on your screen there's like maybe one, someone's Nobody's mom wa- yeah. was, like, watching the show um and then they put together this show that was like so fun to be on but also like i was not seeking out improv like i don't have time i have kids whatever but then i would like catch like you know, I would see it on my feet or whatever and I would catch it and like I'd be hooked. It was like everything that people were wanting at the time. TikTok was like getting like, at least for me, like I'm late to everything, but like TikTok was like my happy place because it was just like fast paced. There was a music element. And then, so it's like, it's like a, a mini variety show in a way. And I was just like, blown away i and it's super fun to be on even when you're losing like i lost so hard the last show jake actually called me and he's like dude are you okay (laughs) that was was just fun you know i lost hard (laughs) i I also i also won one or no because you made it i did one one and then i she made it to the finals i think I don't I remember. Like and then, yeah, I was like tied with Kara in that yep. one episode, and she just tore me up. But it's just, it's super fun. I, mean, I want to try it. You and got no it. one knew when I was doing it online, people people didn't know that, like, I was doing everything. I was hosting, but all of the songs, the bells and whistles, the buzzer, I was hitting everything, you know, with my mouse while I'm talking and hosting it. But but and, and it's just funny because I found out later that people are like, oh, I thought you had a producer in another room or something. I said no, like I did everything. I I still do everything now. I bring the merch and set it up, and I I I, I like I do I do everything. What a great experience! People though. could comment. I mean, people are commenting the whole time. I mean, the feed on these things. It yeah. was just like I mean, and I made sure that I made I read everyone's comments because a, a couple people would say to me, Tam. It made people feel good when you read their comment and put their comment on the screen. It's like, oh, they felt like they were on a show. I said, I didn't, I didn't know people felt like that. Totally. So I made, I made sure yeah. that I kept it going. I always gave people shout outs and everything. Yeah, yeah. smart. That was That's so smart. Element. I say I like to host, but Tam is like, she's a phenomenal host. Like, Thank you. Yeah, you're very talented at but, that. But like getting all that, like doing all the producing and doing all the show and the setting up and like what, mm-hmm. a, that you're taking like a master's class. In like yep. how to set that's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of setting up his own show and writing his own show mm-hmm. and putting on his own show, once again, I'm a jerk face. I did not I did not go see it, man. I could I like it was it it's was cool, man. I know I screwed up. I screwed up. That's my bad. There will be more. I need to go see that show. I, that one particularly, but talk about because everyone was talking about it. It got a lot of like and, and like uh, uh, like legitimate comments, like not like people on your Facebook, mm-hmm. like oh great job, which everyone does. Like people mm-hmm. like talking, like oh do you see Jacob show? It was the best. Like you got to go check that out. So like tell us about that. Like tell everybody what that was about, and is it going to come back around? Yeah. So um, uh, Birth of a Whole Ass Nation. That's the name of the show. Um, I created the show like five years ago. Wait, six years ago. Um, with my uh director, Mike McGettigan. He um this was my first time like writing a show, but I had an idea to do a one man show because um at the time when I was doing improv and doing sketch, I'm seeing everybody doing sketch and when I get and I and I, when I get a sketch role, I'm getting like some like obscure role or whatever yep. or something. I know that's a bad attitude to have, but no, like, it's a, it's a attitude. There's no small role, it's just feelings, small man. actors, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. 
That's what Mr. Feeney said. Oh. <laughs> 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 Is that a Boy Meets World reference? That's what up. There we go. No small... There's a there's no small roles, Mr. Matthews. Just small <laughs> actors. That's what he said. So I All probably right. should take on that philosophy. But that's great. I just I just got tired of like, like all these sketch shows. I'm like I want to get in a sketch show or a casting or something. But I just decided like, I'm just gonna do it myself. And I like I like working by myself more anyway. Yeah. So I just I had this idea. I went to my director Mike McGettigan because I trust him. He's like he pushed me more than any other teacher I ever had or whatever so um he helped me with it and we created a show about slavery in America and um I, I brought modern tropes in it to kind of like show like how it's like um like we're still in that mind state yeah kind of today but um <clears throat> I did that gold comedy for the first time in 2017 and um it was it was a success like four sold out shows, um, uh, uh, like a lot of people liked it. Um, a lot of people, like white people, came up to me yeah. saying, "Like, oh, you had me thinking about race in a different way now." Yeah. Da, 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 stuff like that. So, um, so then after that, I did it at Planet Ant, um, and then I did it at Pointless, um, and all, uh, which is the theater me and Moni was at in okay. Ann Arbor. Okay. She was talking about earlier, and then I did it at. Um, Chicago Sketch Fest, like three Whoa. three years in a row. Um, so, and then the last iteration of it, I just did at Planet Ant was probably the best iteration I had. Now, why was it the best? Because um, it was shorter, more tighter, and then like the uh, we uh, made use of like production more, like the okay. stage. Like we used a lot of like projections and videos and stuff yeah. like that. So it was. Just, it was just, and most people who saw it, who saw the original, whatever, said that's the best one wow. right there. Okay. So, um, we did. <clears throat> uh, right now, I'm just working on trying to get like an art grant for it. Hell yeah! And like, so I can like, like have promotion or or manager or whatever, whatever I need to do. I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to get money for it. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Hell yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I tell most pe- and like a lot of people who like saw it, like especially like comics who saw it, they'll be like, "Like, what made you want to do a one man show? Like, you you just started doing stand up. I'm like, like, I've been doing comedy for like eleven years, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. and then like like comedy in general. And then I did this, and when I tell them like I did it like f- like five years, five six years ago, they'd be like, "What? Like you yeah. did, you did it before you did stand up, whatever." So they just think like you're just like the like the dude who's been around for a couple years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't mm-hmm. know. They yeah, know. they don't really know like that. Yeah. So, um, and that doing that show is what got me. When I did that show and, and saw how mo- so many people liked it, and I could hold down, I could hold people attention for like an hour by yeah. myself. I was like, man, I'm gonna try stand up now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that happened. I love it, man. But well, uh, oh, and it's, it is it is coming back. Um, not sure yet. Probably some. Probably sometime yeah. this year, I'll let you know. If I don't late, go, late, then later this year, but I'll let you know. I'm, I'll move away. I'll, I'll, I'll do it down here in your basement for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so impressed, man. Like, so I, I've told this story a hundred times, but like, I got into the, uh, like, I was introduced to Planet Ant, right first, and so that got me into that whole world. And I just like, I was so impressed by, uh, like, the people that were like putting these shows on. For I assume like wasn't a ton of dough, but like they were so. Uh, like it was so professionally done. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the improv shows, you could tell like 
They're not like they're not just up there being like, oh, it's Monday. Let's oh, have no. no, it's like a yep. show. It's like a real show. And then like I'll go to see sketches and I go to see like and I kind of got in the sketch stuff, but like even watching the uh the people perform our sketches, I was like so impressed how uh how in, how like serious they took it. For what not a ton of money, right? I mean not a ton. It's like it I don't know, so kudos to all everyone doing all that theater stuff. That's, That's like amazing. Funny because um I've had quite a few people who have on my show? Yeah. And when they after the show, they'll say, "You're so professional. You run a tight ship." Or the way, and I'm like, "Well, what is? What are people doing in these other places that makes people react to me that way? Because all I'm doing is saying, here's your call time. Show up here, and then I go through the run through of the show. And like, I thought everyone does that. I don't think so. And, I don't and then think with so. you saying that, I'm like, what the hell, what the heck is everyone doing? I don't think so. Doing? So like, I I, I, I I like coach sports, whatever. Uh-huh. And you know, I make like a practice plan. And I got serious. I got stations. I know what's going on. I got groups. And like people come and like they're just used to like someone like hey what do you guys want to do today wow. you know you know what i'm okay, saying yeah. i think like you take that for granted okay yeah. i'm guessing you take that because you don't know any different right i don't right well anyway kudos to you nice job <laughs> way to run a, a good ass show okay. <laughs> good stuff good stuff um moni all right so now let's talk about your show which i was crazy impressed with by the way uh um i, I was very thankful you asked me so thank you for asking me to be on that show yeah. but like yeah, you didn't know me, but I knew you. I know, but... I know, I know. But like, like that is a well-run show. Okay, so talk yeah. about like the growth of that show, and also like where it's going because it sounds like it's about to elevate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where the idea come from? Start from the beginning. Well, not eight I... years ago though. <laughs> eight years ago, I <laughs> met my husband. <laughs> um, no, we, my husband and I, we were on a, a date night. I think we took like one date night last year. Oh my um, god! You got the kiddos, right? You got the crazy young kiddos. You got to yeah. go on more date nights. So. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like in the book. Is that the dirty it's, dog? it's in the book. It was about the dirty dog. That's a dirty jazz cafe. Jazz, that, that's oh, a jazz cafe. Did you go there? Oh, okay. Tam's calling me out. This oh, is our sorry. second date night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Did. Two date nights. I, uh, really living it up the here. The dirty dog, real quick. I, I had... Um, we I, we live in a hundred year old house, and one of the windows fell on my hand and tore my stuff up pretty good. Oh, and wow. so I was in urgent care, and after urgent care, we went to the dirty oh, dog okay. once. Um, but uh, <laughs> surgery, another time, dirty dog. <laughs> another time, we were at Atwater yeah. in uh, Gross Point Park, and it was like summer nighttime, whatever. We drove. <laughs> Jason's little moped <laughs> to the thing and sounds uh, romantic super romantic and um they have like this really cool outside bar and there's a great stage outside you probably didn't notice it when you were there but they had like some you know band playing there and uh I thought this would be like a really killer um place for stand-up you know I was still pretty pretty early i think i was in my advanced class with yeah. Joel at that time and uh it just so happened that their uh events person their events coordinator was at the bar that night with her partner and she and i were just like talking like friends and stuff and like we became like buddies and facebook pals or whatever and uh flash forward to december i want to have a birthday party there i turned 40 uh, i just turned 40 yeah 40. welcome to 40 i'm fist bumping her too many times <laughs> I'm going to fist bump you to even it out. I'm fist bumping too many times on my left. It's easy. So um, I just wanted to have like a little game night there or whatever and rent the space. And, you know, uh, I realized that I recognized this girl's name from the the person I met over the summer. I was like, oh, man, well, I have you on the horn for this event. Um, I was just wondering, like, would you guys ever want to like have like some stand up at your place? Uh, I think I might 
you know, know some people who would want to want to do this or whatever. And she's like, this is so weird, but I'm, I'm not even making this up. I'm, I'm about to get on a phone call with my boss and we were talking about hosting, um, an open mic here. So then I get all crazy and I call Matt Kahn, uh, my neighbor, my longtime friend. And also like, I really need him one because I'm really busy with my life. And also he has like a better finger on the pulse than I have, you know, in terms of who's. Yeah. He's been in it deeper, longer. He's been in it deeper, longer. Yeah. 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 Um, So I called him up. He got all psyched about it. And then all of a sudden, like (laughs) Matt and I are kind of the same in that. Like we'll just like take things from like zero to a million. So this thing was like transforming all over the place. Like, you know, we were going to have like this open mic night and we were going to like do a podcast, you know, while the, the mic's going on, we're going <laughs> to tape people's stuff. So and many then, ideas. And then the winner, so many ideas. there was going to be a winner and whoever won open mic was going to get a slot on the showcase or whatever. Yeah, so many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, eventually we were like, let's, let's just start with like a showcase. Yeah. And, uh, that turns out to be a lot of work. I so, bet. I bet. So we're just doing the showcase, you know, uh, I I knew it was going to do really well just because that bar is in literally inside of a neighborhood so people can walk there um and you know people who live there tend to not want to like leave it's a hassle I mean there's nothing they call it like a bubble yeah. there's nothing outside the bubble unless you drive like 20 minutes here there get, go to downtown whatever so uh yeah that first show sold out in less than a day and uh we did it happened again this time around and so uh they were not willing or not not willing but um they were not really wanting to give us the big room Mm -hmm. Uh, makes sense so for the first show right it's a big commitment and then after you know people (laughs) i mean people were like eating meals it didn't even occur to me that people were going to be like getting food yes so i think atwater must have made uh, some good money and then all oh, of a sudden sure. they were like it's eh. an extra thing no one's in that room <laughs> i mean it was weird though at that first show that whole room like filled up right before our show and that's yeah. why we had to like it was like a sauna in the room it was we hot shut the door uh because there was so much like noise outside of the space um but yeah now now they're gonna shut down the space once a month for us to have a show in their big space, which uh, you guys will see when you come. It's inside a church. Uh, This is a brewery inside a church. It's really cool. I'll be interested to see like how like the acoustics play into that. Cause Matt was like, you know, he really wanted the smaller room for that reason um, where I was just like, but this space is so cool. It's haunted. (laughs) It's what the wait staff say. It's just really interesting. And how how did you sell out? Was it um, like most of the, like, how did you sell out so fast? You think oh it was at Water's followers or? Excuse me, Tam. <laughs> my face was on the poster. So obviously. I know. You get those baby blues out there, you're going to sell a show. I'll tell you that right now. That's what I heard. So, but did so, you have another show too? You've had two at least, right? Just one. Oh, I thought you had We've two. We've got another one coming up next week. But so I had a feeling it was going to do really well because I was doing student shows, yeah. you know, at the castle and these my friends from that I've made and you know we only moved to the town two years ago um they were like is that what they call it now the town the town I don't know Rose Point Park I feel (laughs) weird saying that I feel like there's like an assumption about the town and it's like it's very much like Ferndale wouldn't you say like 
I mean, downtown uh, Girls Point is cool. Yeah. yeah it's so cool. anyway, um, I, I was having like these big groups of like friends come to these stand up shows. Yeah. And like, like I said, I've been doing improv for like eight years. No one's come to see Jack. That's so weird. Like, that's weird. Uh, these people, you know, there's there's not a lot going on around there that's like this. I so see. I see. I see. I just posted it on, you know, a couple of community forums, and I'm in like some mom clubs. When you become a parent, you start to like you branch out. You get like all these friends that you wouldn't have, and you know. Parents, that's a really good audience. That's an audience that I feel like doesn't really get, to get out. tapped as much yeah. in the industry because there's a lot of comedians are single and so they don't have that reach, I guess. So. Are you just stereotyping all of us right now because we're all single? Are you just trying to make us all like put us in a bo- bottle here? <laughs> no, I'm going five minutes parent material. That's what I'm writing for six, the next six <laughs> months. All parent material. Um, all right. So is where is the goal to just like get to that big because i want to go the goals of all your shows i want to go left to right so we'll start with you because you just left your show what is like the one-year goal of that show to stay there do you want to like 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 do an outside like what are you thinking oh yeah we have we have a goal yeah let's so hear it let's hear our, it matt and i we want to like sell out every show for a year and then you know december we want to have like a holiday show like at the Fillmore. like we oh want i love it. it we want like a legit theodore theater and like i just thought it would be like almost just like a headliner show just like the headliner from like each show yeah. or something just like something really big like a jingle ball kind of thing like, <laughs> back, I want all the that's Macklemore's. a callback that's a callback right there <laughs> all the macklemores of the community i want in that show and uh yeah i have a buddy um who's a uh, the daytime dj on on 95.5 and we're like we're gonna have him host it and uh yeah i love it i love it at the film in a year from now all right tam where's hip hop gonna be in a year you're gonna be like at, at like it, it's gonna be at the Fillmore the night before her show. <laughs> <laughs> the night after to one up it i think the, um have you had this thought like have you had thoughts like yeah that? i think in a year it is going to be um not where it's going to be. Where do you want do you it want to it? be? Speak it into existence. This is this is like the this is a big goal, big goals. Um, and I, I didn't really think about it. You want us to skip you? I just no, skip me. Um, I wanted to to um like be in every state, and I just travel with it, and it's a successful traveling in show. one year. Yeah, That's I mean, happening. I'm already um. I got asked to do something in another state the other day. So forty eight so to go. Announced that yet, but yeah, right. Forty eight to go. But you see how fast this happens. Like yes, Traverse City was just like that, and now another state. And you know what I mean. So well, what else is like Detroit. this out there? Nothing, right? I won't say nothing. I because sometimes you find out about things that you didn't know exist, right? Yeah. Um. So. Like, for example, I always remember, Jake, I had an idea, but I said, I bet someone's doing this already where um, I'm in a troupe and we get a suggestion and I f- and I do a freestyle rap based on that suggestion. I, yeah, and I then based it. on my rap, we'll all do um, some sets. There's a troupe. Um, James Casada asked me the other day, did I know about this troupe that does the same thing? Oh, wow. Okay. And they, they live, um, I think, in New York. Okay. So it's like... There's only so many things you can do, right? And I so feel sometimes yeah, yeah, you feel yeah. like I'm sure someone thought it is, right? Yeah. Because like I, I have a great, a lot of great suggestions as a troop name, 
but the best are taken. Like, you know, I love a tribe called Quest. And there's so already a so troop called so yeah. There's already a troop called a troop called Quest. I yeah. would love that. Yeah. I would love so it's like, you know, a lot of the good stuff is taken. But yeah, everyone says I have a good thing and um I have more stuff coming too that I will announce. Oh, like, that, I'm not oh, right, keep that in the secret. Yeah. All right, hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Forty eight more to go. Yes. I love it. Yes. Forty eight more to go. It'll be fun in a year when you come back for a year. Yeah. And come back again. I right? might be too busy for you. I'm just uh, you, yeah. <laughs> Sign this contract, please. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. So we're gonna talk about your comedy when it's your own podcast, which is coming up. Mm. So like, we're, I, I like kind of this is cool because we get just to focus on this really show. So like, where do you want that show to be? In a year, like what would be your ideal situation? I wanna have it. I I wanna. I wanna <clears throat> make up my mind exactly where I wanna go with it because I've had exactly like, do I want to do like a trilogy of it? Oh wow! Kind of like a a Star Wars type like thing. build, like build. Yeah, okay. or because I'm making a part two right now. Yeah. So I kind of want to like, do I want to do a trilogy of it, or do I just want to make it? A two act and just put a button on there and just do that. That would be more. Um, that'll be less work and less exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, no. but I don't know. It's just there's so much stuff in history, uh, the history of America. There's yeah. so much stuff. So it's yeah, like it's crazy. Like I don't know. I, but anyway, um, how could it not be a trilogy? But I want to the 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 version I have now. I would like to. Uh, do a small tour real fast. Yeah. Maybe like an East Coast tour or something. Or maybe uh, check out the L.A. I already have. There's a couple people in L.A. told me to bring it out there. Let's, let's go, dude. Yeah. So I didn't win Detroit to L.A., but I'm going out there anyway. That's whatever. Nice. Something. I love that. So I love that. I love it. I love it, man. I feel like I'm really surrounded by very talented people right now. Like very creative people. Seriously. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of good energy in the room. That's why I asked them to come on because they wear a lot. They wear a lot of hats too. Probably more hats than me. Yeah. And Moni, we're not even talking about the stuff outside of comedy. She already knows. Oh my God! I just I'm always. Uh, she and her husband are like this super couple. I promise you. Like, she does hair, makeup. They can tear your house down and build it again, and then and then do the interior decorating. He, she can. Oh my goodness! Like. To the photography, they've done my headshots before. They've done so many people's pictures. Yeah. Great, they're just so talented. I don't, you don't, you don't meet too many people who can do like ten things. Yeah, you know, you just don't. You're really, really. Yeah, very you guys kind. do it all. Thank well, add add on, uh, Tam. We we hit an hour. We got hit an hour, okay. so we're wrapping up. But add Tam, add on, a uh, great podcast producer to this because he basically produces podcasts, right? Like you chose it. Not really. Yeah, you did. You did. So many hats. Uh, thank you so much. Seriously, thank you so much for coming out, man. Thank you so much. Show. This is your second time. Yes. You're coming on a second time. Oh, am I still welcome to come on the show? Yes, that's the rules. We talked about this. Yes, hell yeah. You guys, we did it, man. That was great. That was seriously great. That was so good. Like I was sent from the sun, setting the gap from the slum Never letting all the stress overcome, it's a blessing And that's no question, so guessing it's dumb But hold up, one second, cause the lesson isn't done I've been messing with these hi-hats, kicks and drums But started way after I crafted some lyrics when young So don't think for one second you're comparing the cunning Just think for one second, stop staring and fronting What's really big? What's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would What's really big, 
What's really good? What's really hood? What's really poppin'? What really should be? These imposters really want it, they really could. Get it, man, forget it. I wish they would. 